0: From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Collins of Sabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God, to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins.
1: Hallelujah, are you excited to be back? Give Jesus a big hand clap, amen. <laughs> it's not the, it's not the, uh, 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 it's the, it's them. Father, thank you for a wonderful time again here. Take us to the next level in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Beautiful. Second Chronicles. We are on. It takes anointing to preach for three days. Long, 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 long like that. It's not by might. I think you should try it in your church and see. Maybe you call me and say, Bishop, I think that is a very wonderful thing. <laughs> try it. Take your church members. It's very important to have people sit. Give me the scripture. That's Epson and his twin sister. Lady gun Give me the scripture that says this do- that tarry at the wine. I want that scripture. Well it is so supernatural. You see, when you want um, you want a change. Hey, you're feeling hot. Who told you to dance like that?
0: <laughs>
1: the humming, the humming. Are you working on the humming This it's been on all day? So I'm saying that it's very important and it's, it's supernatural that the, what, what we want, what we want as pastors, how we want our church members to operate and all of that, it comes... I, I preach in a you know? It, it working, the thing working? The channel was changed. I changed the channel. Is them people changing the channel they send you for come check me microphone like I know how microphones work one two one two I'll see them after church <laughs> I really ate too much this afternoon alright so I'm saying that um, a lot of changes will come when, as pastors, we expose our members to long preaching, concert, concert is nice. You see that even the long preaching, many people can't even handle it. If you see the, the my pastors are on this side, and then the external pastors are on this side, and, and when you watch, you see that the number keeps fluctuating. <laughs> They can't handle full-day preaching. If you look at it practically, these are my church members and my pastors. They've been here sitting down all the time. And the other ones who God is bringing to come and learn, they don't have time. I don't know if you see what I'm trying to say. Uh, Because this requires training. You have to be doing this for years. Church members don't change. You see, that which is born, Jesus told Nicodemus that that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Let's go and come back to, to Proverbs 20 30, but we'll come back. In John chapter 3 and verse 6, when Jesus was talking to, Rev, you, you, you hear the humming? Can you fix it? You don't hear it? I hear it. I've been hearing it since morning. Everybody hears it, but you people. Do you hear it? They can't hear it. They need some oil in the ears. (laughs) Now, go to verse 5. Verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? In other words, can you hear? All right. Okay. In other words, Nicodemus was, when Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus thought that when you say born, it's a woman bringing forth a baby. So as big as he was, a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews, he was still thinking of a natural birth. So the Bible says, Jesus goes on in verse, verse 4. What does he say in verse 4? He said, no, five. He says that, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into uh, the kingdom. Then he goes on to verse six to explain, further explain. He says that, uh, I want to explain to you that what is born naturally is natural birth. And that which brings forth spiritual birth is also spiritual then he goes to verse 7 where he says, that, Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. Because the wind blows where it listeth. Verse 8. And you hear the sound thereof, but can't tell whether it goeth. And he says, So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. The concept of born again, we don't understand it. That's why we link it to baptism. But it's like a wind. You feel it, but you don't know where it's coming from. It's a spiritual event. And so, church membership, church fruitfulness, they are all spiritual things. Just as I'm talking about anointing and that to be really established in ministry, you need to be oiled. In the same way, if you want your church members to change, expose them to long hours of preaching. Yeah. This one is because it's a conference. But it's a camp conference because we are in here all day. If it was a camp, I will take all of them away to the highway where nobody can walk out during lunch break. It's military training. Because there's something spiritually that happens when you plant the seed of the word into people. People don't change by just talking and just by preaching to them on a Sunday morning. They must be exposed to the word. Jesus said it. Hours and hours and hours of preaching if the pastor can handle it. So this that is happening, a lot of spiritual things are going on. It's supernatural. And so I hope you just don't come in I'm hearing comments about the building, but I hope you don't come and see the building. Come and see what is behind the building. <laughs> Elisha didn't say, I, I want your building. He said, I want that which is on you that made you get what you are getting. That, that's what you should admire. Because the, whatever is natural came from the spirit. There's a step to what is here. A few pastors have, you know, commended me for the building and all that. Uh, we know the building. we know the building is big, we know the building is nice. That's not the point. The point is what is behind this physical achievement? It is a spiritual thing. It is a spiritual thing. You see that many people are not spiritual. They think that there's a reason why the, the, the reason why you are getting what you're getting because you have money, or oh, because oh this, or oh, because they are dancing to get people to dance, it is the spirit of the Lord that gets people to dance. And many people come to church, they don't even want to move it. they don't want to sit down, they don't want to do anything. A lot of people don't want to do anything in church. Are you with me? Are you there? Is it working? And so, the Bible says, in Proverbs 23, is it 23? Yeah. And 30. They that tarry long at the wine. They are going to seek mixed wine. What does the next one say? Go up. Go to 28. 28. 29. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has bubbling? Who has wounds without cause? Who has a redness of eyes? The one that is exposed to alcohol for a long time? <laughs> yeah? In other words, The person who exposes themselves to spiritual things, they will get spiritual red eyes. There's an effect of exposing yourself long to something like alcohol. In the same way, if you expose yourself long enough to preaching, the effects of alcohol on an individual, because alcohol or wine is just like the spirit also. Your eyes are getting red in the spirit. (laughs) I say, your eyes are getting red in the spirit. These signs and and, and effects of exposure to alcohol will not happen just by taking a shot and then, I used to take shots. Strong one. (laughs) Yeah, we used to, the guy who used to show me how to drink when we go, you know, you know, high wine is cheaper and it works faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> High wine is cheaper and faster. You don't worry beer and Guinness. No, that's expensive. No, no, no. You take a shot of high wine, you feel nice. <laughs> you, you see things too, 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 too. You know, you feel nice. The guy who who taught me how to drink. You know, there are people who who teach you how to drink. Bad fathers. They they father you bad things. (laughs) father is saying, we don't want to go. We put alcohol in a cork, right? And then you you take a match and you light it. When it catch fire, they say, yeah, that's the good one. If it doesn't catch fire, I say, no, me won't. Give me the next one. It must, <laughs> must catch fire. It the catch fire. Means that it will catch fire right there. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, because of human pressure and things, Sunday morning we can't extend the service too long. I understand that, and you must understand that. As much as we want to spend time in the presence of the Lord. It's sometimes not so convenient. People sometimes even frown on long services. So for your church to grow, for example, in one of the books, Church Growth, you have to have different types of preaching, different types of exposures. One of the things you have is like the evening conventions, so like the evening meetings. We call it, we call it conventions. Church Growth, it is possible. We call it conversion. You see, church growth is not—it's <laughs> not magic. During the break, I was talking to a pastor, and the person who introduced him, him to me was saying that, "Oh, I've, you know, I was encouraging him to join, give thyself holy pastor's association and um, he says he's thinking about it. I said, I-, "I even spoke about it." I said, "Don't be spooky." You come here and say, oh, you you are impressed by this. And we say, join the people who are... You see, you are thinking about this. You you still can't get it. You can't get it. I said, I know all of us pastors, we are skeptical. But it's very bad that after seeing certain things, you are still a skeptic. I know that everybody who has stepped foot here these three days... God had something for them. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I, it's not coincidental at all. But the thing now is, how do you process what he has exposed you to? How are you going to process it? That is then up to you now to determine your level of ministry, your level of going up, whether you'll be the same or you'll be different. Your exposure to the conference and everything here will determine. You will now have to adapt. It's like, The decision, your will is in your hands to decide how you want to continue from after the conference. All the decision making is up to you. Nobody can force you, not even God. He has exposed you to something. So in this book, Church Growth, it is possible. My father talks about how you have to have different meetings. So the Sunday morning two-hour service is there. That's okay. But a church does not grow by the Sunday morning two hours. When our service closes for the two hours, there are other meetings. My pastors have become lazy uh, uh, a while now, but I'm, I'm, I'm heating them up now. Because after church, what happens is that we check anybody who didn't come to church, and then they go out into the fields to visit them. And they come back by 6 o'clock, and then we have a meeting. In the meeting, there's a lot of Corrections. Like this humming. If I'm getting a meeting after, after the conference, which I'm going to have, I will address it. You're getting the feedback there? You're getting it in the, in the video. It will go into the podcast. So that's how you do it because this can continue next conference or next service. Otherwise, like you're a leader who can't use your head. <laughs> so it has to be addressed. And so, with all of that, before I realize it, it's midnight. Then you see a list of people who want to come and see you one-on-one. We are waiting at midnight to see you. i don't have to say, you know, go home, let's do it Tuesday or next week Sunday. Or if I want, I can also talk to them until 3 a.m. And we are not afraid to be here until 3 a.m. Because we we find our way home all the time. (laughs) This is not uh, the middle of nowhere. That is how we do it. So church really is not the Sunday morning two hours. Churches after the Sunday morning service. And then there are times where you have to have evening meetings like conventions where you, you gather, you bring them together, either as a visiting minister or yourself, you are preaching and you are praying for them. Preaching and praying for them. Three nights of revival, one week of revival, two weeks of revival. Every evening, every every meeting has its purpose and function. Then you have the going away. Take them away. You let them up in a, in a forest. That one, you, you eat when you, when you are given food. <laughs> and in my experience, you realize that when we are going away, people, people stop their bag with things. As much as you say, you know what, we are not having breakfast. We are just you know, staying light. We don't want to eat. We just want to eat one meal in the evening you see that people eating banana and and, thing and biscuit and, and drinking it <laughs> Conflicts. Private supermarket has been brought to the camp. At least we are, we are, we are able to you know, keep people away from real, real food. Which also kind of is like a fasting kind of thing. So it keeps people's spirituality alert and suppresses their flesh. And you are able to see. After every camp, you see changes. After every long hours of meeting and preaching, you see changes. And so what we are doing here, uh, if it has no impact, we will not do it. You can't do th- You should do things that, has, that have effect. Isn't it, Kerry? What's happening? Are your eyes closing? Yeah, keep them open. Man of God from Sofia.
0: <laughs>
1: Hallelujah. This is in the Macarius. I recommend it to you to um, get it. It will be a blessing. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Now, so we are looking at the anointing, anointing, or catch the anointing. And we're saying that you must be anointed. I think that is established. You must be anointed. Elisha wanted to be anointed. Jesus said, I am anointed. All of that. Jesus told his disciples, wait for the anointing. And then we came to the fact that associating with great men of God is an opportunity to be anointed, just like Elisha associated with. Elisha associated with Elijah. Now you have to go a little deeper in who a man of God is. That's why I was making some statements and talking about the wives, the wives, the wives. Because the wives, the pastors, the assistants, the associates. Because people who are close to you, they they tend to look at you in a different way when they are very close. And it's very important to see a man of God as a man of God. It's very, very, Mr. King, it's very, very important to see a man of God the way he must be seen. It's like this widow in the Bible who Elisha used to you know, pass her house and then say good morning to her and then pass. And then the, the woman started entertaining Elisha to come and have lunch on his way. Then as if it wasn't enough, then he, he, he inspired and convinced her husband to let us build a room, an upper room attic for Elisha, put in a bed, a table, a, a chair and a lamp. And so Elijah became almost part of their household. And then there, the, a time came where Elisha said, you know what, what this woman is doing for me, what can I do for her in return? So, so he asked Gehazi, "What can we call the woman and ask what we can do for her? Can we speak to a president for her?" Okay. The woman said, "No, no, I live in my country. I, I, I don't like anything. I'm okay." Then Gehazi gave Elijah information that as we come here, I've not had any children crying and, and and talking. I don't hear no abusing in the house. That's, there's no children, no shouting. Because when there are children in the house, there's shouting, there's abusing. Yeah, there's noise. And since we've been coming here, I've not heard anything like that. Then Elisha told the woman that a year from now, you have a baby. The woman said, Man of God, please don't come and provoke. (laughs) I have already given up. My husband has been firing for years. No bullseye. So, man of God, I beg you, I have caused my mind to baby and breastfeeding. And I, 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 please, don't, don't lie to me. And true to the prophet, a year later, the woman had a, a child. It is how he, the widow saw, or the woman saw, Elisha. That's what made Elisha's association with them and her, his place in their home transition from just a passerby to somebody having lunch to somebody now who has a room in their house who became a family. And so, if you are going to associate with somebody, and, and that is the thing, that's, the, that's why I talk a bit about look at what people have achieved. There, there are things that can help you to ascertain who is a great man and who is not a great man? And sometimes we talk about ourselves a bit so so that it's all in line to try and help you look at the right things. It's a testimony, the testimony of God. Yeah. It's my food, right? Yeah. Because the way you see a man of God is... It will, it will to a large extent determine how far you, you get affected by him. So in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 20 the scripture says and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa and as they went forth Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. This is very important what he's going to say. He says, Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believing in God is not a problem. Many people don't dispute the fact that God must be believed. You have a, some people who don't, talk, I mean, they're 80s, they don't believe. But you talk to people about God, say, yeah, no, you know, you know I, I used to go to church, you know, just now this last uh, year or so that now, you know, I slackened a bit. But now I'm thinking about going back to church. You hear people talk about those things. So believe in God and the benefits or the effects of believing in God is, is undisputable. But Jehoshaphat is adding something else. He says, and also believe his prophets. And this belief will cause you to prosper. It's not me, it's the Bible. We live in a society where men of God are not believed. People don't care who you are. They don't believe in you. People see my picture on my church members' DP and their phones and they say, they tell my church members, they are worshipping me. Or they deal with me or I deal with them. (laughs) People say, that's my father. How can such a young man be your father? Because the common thinking or the common thought is that a pastor is a human being. But look at what the scripture is saying. It's it's not what people think. It is what the Bible says. Jehoshaphat said to the people, he said, you know what? Yes, believe in God and you will be established. But if you want to prosper, if you want to prosper, if you want to prosper, you will have to believe in the man God uses and the man God uses. So I'm introducing a, a, a topic called man and Chalak. To be established the Hebrew is Aman. To prosper the Hebrew is Chalak. So you cannot it is not complete if you just believe in God. You must also accept the man that God has given to you before you can Chalak you can move forward. amazed how God gives human beings his strength and his power. The Bible says in Acts 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. (laughs) When I started watching Benny Hinn, I used to be amazed. A man will have a choir of about... You know, he had his things. You see, but he, uh, evangelistic Christian, uh, he will have a choir of about 500 people. And then they'll be on stage like that. And they'll be ministering, and anointing comes. He takes off his coat, and will shine it on people. And then, he, at the point, he will look to the stage and see the choir, say, "Qua, get ready! <laughs> and he <you> say, receive it! <laughs> you see that like a domino. Everybody will be falling like that. You try to let's see people for... Uh, <laughs> they laugh at you. So, what a man they're born. we blowing. we blowing. He said, People be standing when you blow. But he will blow. You see, people falling like that. Like that. Falling. They're slim. Falling. You don't believe in him? He's a man of God. receive from ben Hinn, you will have to believe in him beyond his physical and his natural things if you are going to associate with somebody if you really are going to get any anointing from a person you need to see him as a great man of God and you have to believe that that person is of God the Bible says you will chalak what does chalak mean? It means to push forward. You cannot push forward if you don't chalak. And chalak is to believe in the prophets of God. And I'm not saying the one with a prophetic ministry. I'm, this is generally a God servant. Not, not, not like somebody in a prophetic ministry. No, no, no. All the people who God, have, God is using, they are all prophets. We have to start realigning our mindset to the fact that there are people God loves here on earth and he uses them. There are people God loves here in Guyana that he has given an anointing. That there are people who have something different from others and you need to believe in them. There's nothing wrong about that. You are not treating them like God if you do that. They are not worshiping them. They didn't create you. God has just given them as vessels, He's using them as vessels to affect your life. When a man of God's shadow can heal somebody, (laughs) the shadow. He's passing and the shadow the shadow shadow uh, uh, falls on somebody and the person is, and the person is healed you must believe in somebody like that Yes the Bible says in John chapter one verse 12 John chapter one verse 12 he says, "Those who receive him isn't it? Those who believed in him, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. John 112. You are too slow. But as many as received him, to them, to them gave he power to become anointed. Even to them that believe on his name. You are translated from a nobody to somebody by your belief. Huh? There is a power you, you receive when you believe in God. And God has also established that there is something that can transfer to you when you believe in the man of God. Let it be known. Let let it be known. Let it be known. Everybody here as a man of God uh, in Guyana is not the same. Human beings walking around, we are not the same. <laughs> you see, interestingly, in America, if you are a minister, they have um, they have like stickers, clergy. They so put a, speaker, uh, a sticker in front of their vehicles. When they are driving, police don't trouble them. Because you're a minister. One day, the police uh, stopped me on Mandela. I don't know what, I don't remember what he stopped me for. And he said, Sir, something. I don't know what that was speed I don't know. I don't remember. He said, Something, something, something. And so he asked me, What I do? I said, I, I'm a preacher. He said, Oh. Please, pray, pray. can you pray for me? I was surprised. It was the first time a police officer has, has forgotten who he is. To ask, forget about traffic rules, forget about his uniform, forget about everything. And he said, pray for me. And I thought he was joking, you know. But he was serious. So I prayed for him as I was in the car. I prayed for him. Because when they stop me, they say, uh, something for your boys. He said, it's me all day. Yes, you know, you know, you know that's you know, eye toasty, you know, big you know, my eye toasty. But this one, when I told him I'm a pastor, he said, "Please pray for me." And I prayed for him right on the roadside. Yeah, no, yeah. It's a first experience. Of, of, my first experience. I was very surprised that he would he would believe so much in the prayer of a pastor who he doesn't even know. Whether I'm lying or not, he doesn't care. The fact that I'm a pastor, he is open to receive something from me. That is what makes you push forward. It makes you talak. It makes you prosper. And everybody wants to prosper in life. If you are a minister, you don't want to prosper in ministry. I don't know why you accepted the call of God. And prospering in ministry comes from believing in the man of God God gives you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong about that. The only person who can remove me from here today is my pastor. He can just give up. When I told him that I'm ready for missions, he said, I'll get back to you. I was there and he called. He said, Trinidad. He said, Guyana. He said, okay. He called us okay, so you, um, let me talk to Elsie. So I gave Elsie the phone. He told Elsie, take the children and go to Trinidad. Go and wait for him in Trinidad. He didn't tell me. He told me to give the phone to Elsie. I gave the phone to Elsie. Then he told Elsie, take the children and go ahead of him to Trinidad. So one day in the conversation, then he told me what our pastor said. I mean, you think about it. You and your wife doing ministry in a country, and then your pastor calls, and he doesn't tell you. He, he, he say, put the woman on the phone and tells the woman, take the children and go. <laughs> Before I could see Jack Robinson, a ticket was sent. A ticket was sent from Switzerland to us. The 2nd or 3rd January, she was on her way out of Europe. Yeah. It's, it's like, it was fantastic. My pastor. Yeah, that's chalak. What you see here, if you call it chalak, eh, it came from long time ago. What he says, that's what I do. Will you do what I say you should do? Many of you, pastors, your ears are hard. You are all here, right? Oh, let me come and start somewhere here. <laughs> you are all here. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Right here, okay. That's it.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not telling you something that I have not experienced. It's my, my, my sister. Yeah, she's a sister, not my dad. My sister who organized me a ticket from Ghana to Holland to go and continue my education. I lived there for 15 years. It was in the process of living there because I knew knew my wife before I left. And when I left, she went to some church. And she said, some nice man, some white man, white man pastor. I said, man, I'm in upon them things, man. This, this, this white people, white people kind of. They, I used to like the local language churches. I had the key, uh-huh. don't leave me empty handed. Uh-huh. And, and she was in the capital city, Accra. They, they their churches are more English, 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 this English. And I was from the second city where we used the local language. Hey, hey. have some anointing when you are singing the song. You what yourself are this white white people and English? I'm an Ashanti man. I use my own language to I would like my own language church. I don't like English people church. Then slowly as we related, you know, I got to I got to like him. Because it, it was a very nice, nice pastor. You know, he treat me nice. When I go to Ghana, he will say I should come and stay in his house. He put me in his house. He, I make give me a house, a house help, who give me food, sweep my room, wash my clothes, press my clothes. Hey, I said, "Wow, this is a very nice life." <laughs> <laughs> As if I thought, a second, wanted to bring somebody to Guyana.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And so, by and by, it, it, it affected my the way I saw him. And so, when we started the church in Europe, as much as I didn't like it, I, I couldn't say no, no. because he, he had you know he had he was, he, he was so kind he was so kind and the kindness affected me. Somebody's bag. Yeah, Samantha. Is Billy calling you? Let's go this one. Michelle calling you. <laughs> 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 Michelle wants to make sure whether you're in church or not. (laughs) Is that that Michelle? Okay. Okay. (laughs) And so we used to relate when it comes to Amsterdam, when it's going, you give me a raise. Yeah. U.S. dollars. Swiss francs. I used to enjoy the raise. <laughs> yeah he was, a, he was a good pastor to me so I grew to believe in him if he's having a meeting anywhere in Europe I'll fly and go and be part of the meeting I'll drive and go and be part of the meeting until the day he said I should go to Guyana I said no problem Then he began to remove my clothes Called Elsie, I said, "Take the children away," and they left, and I was left alone. It's like once you go, he can, he can't say nothing. <laughs> Strategic. No, I've lived in Europe for fifteen years. How can you move me? I mean, move me, move me.
0: Only Spirit, move me. <laughs>
1: Then I had to give up the house. I got to send all the things in the container. All of that. That was January. February 2nd, 3rd, I left myself. And I was in Trinidad. It was also very spiritual because that was when you were experiencing the, the flood. So I don't know why he said, I should go to Trinidad. When he said, I should come to Guyana, I said, go to Trinidad first. In January 2005, flood situation started here in Guyana. So somehow God just said, you can't go to the place because of the flood. Hold on. I was in Trinidad, February, March. I never liked Trinidad. I say it all the time. When I'm preaching, I tell them all the time. And I'm going and I'll tell them when I go. <laughs> I don't like Trinidad. No, no, no. no. It's a nice place. It's a place to go and blow time and just come back. There are a lot of nice things there to do. Yeah. There you go. There's so, so many things you can do in Trinidad. In Guyana, there's not no so many things you can do. See, wow, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmos and Grail. Jax International. Amazonia Mall. On Valentine's Day. Oh, Lord. I was surprised how the East Bank was Blocked. Because of Amazonia mode, that can't take more than 200 people. <laughs> Even if it's two, uh, 200. On Valentine's Day. So then, March, I came to Guyana. As he calls me, I believe in him. God said, Jehoshaphat told the people, he, was, he said, You believe in God and you'll be established, you'll be a man. But to prosper, to go forward, to progress, you need to believe in the man of God. So it's up to you. If you want to chalak or you don't want to chalak, there's a dance of chalak. You go chalak. The chalak, we go chalak. Chalak, 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 chalak. chalak. We go, you know uh, chalak. Chalak, we go chalak. Chalak, chalak, chalak. We get the dance of chalak. We go chalak. As we said a lot, we want to progress. Progressing in ministry, amplifying your ministry comes by also believing in the man of God over your life. My belief in my spiritual father is what has brought me thus far. I remember in Holland when we started a church, he came one time and he said, so where, where's the church located? I told him where the church was located. He said, so where are the black people? I said, they are in the ghetto area. He said, take the church to the ghetto. I said, oh. Meanwhile, no church, no ghetto. I want to be a pastor of a church in the nice area. Them immigrant people, they have these problems. He said, Collins, Take the church to where the immigrants are. That place at that time had over one hundred and something churches in a small neighborhood. Pastor Craig was telling me yesterday in Kuru-Kururu there are twenty six churches. Twenty six churches in Kuru-Kururu. Twenty six. I said you're joking. He said yeah. he said there are about ten thousand people who live there now. I said ten thousand. You sure? Are you sure it's not 200? He said, no, 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 no. He said, where they are living, you can go 10 miles in. People live there. I'm sure if you Google it, maybe, I don't know. You know know it, right? 26 churches in Kuru. I can't believe it. And where a prophet told me to take the church to, there were over 100 churches. He said, take the church there. Like joke, like joke. That is how the church began to grow and do well. Like joke, like joke. Like joke. The church began to grow. The black people who see me as black, they started coming. You see, when you go fishing, you catch fish according to your mesh that you are throwing into the sea. If your mesh is big, You get fishes that can't pass through when they come inside. If your mesh is small, you get size. So, your type you actually attract your kind and your type mostly. Always come and see church. What started enjoying church life? It was just by it. He said, move the church from where it is at. Is it not very difficult? When you your a pastor, if you don't believe in him, tells you to move your church from Vevey and bring it to Georgetown. So, Bishop Collins, <laughs> I know you're anointed, but uh, God has placed us there for a reason. <laughs> no, it's going to be very difficult if you, know, you don't believe in somebody to, to hear what the person has to say when Elijah told the widow in Zarepta, that cook for me, what you say is your last let me eat it first can you imagine how the newspapers and Facebook, uh, Travis Chase Kaicho and these people say how some man of God robbing people, robbing widows in Canaan number two powder that them poor people, the only thing they have the man of God says they should bring it African African pastor You see, see, how different our modern day and our current generation will see this. Elijah told the woman, and of course, Elijah knew it was her last meal. He said, cook for me first. Hey, man of God. People always think that, oh, there are poor people in the church. Why don't we feed the poor people? Some people came to our church one, two times. They didn't get anything to eat. They said they ain't going back to the hungry belly church. (laughs) Hungry belly church. (laughs) Because to them, when they come here, and travel from far to come to this country here, at least they should get some charming before they go home. They cannot understand why they are not getting food to eat. Elijah told the widow, "Cook for me first." The woman had her last. Her
0: last.
1: Said, "Cook for me first." Yeah, your last? your last. If you believe in the man of God, you give your last. And it is the result, what you do in your, what the belief is, what causes you to move forward in in ministry. To go over. To come mightily. To break out. To break out. To break out. The Bible says the woman did not lack food For the rest of the famine season because she didn't say oh how can this man of God tell me duh he's not kind them African peoples come to Guyana and this they they make money I know one on Princess Street he's from Nigeria I see how he dip on TV and he's dressed up and thing that's how them African peoples behave You know, in 2006, um, I also, you know, I think I I feel like Moses sometimes, you know, when Moses tried to solve the problem of the Israelites uh, when he was around 40 years old. And um, because of that, he killed an Egyptian. Because God had not appointed him to save the people, and he wanted to do it himself. So 2006, I organized March for Jesus. And March for Jesus had no, and kind we like March also. A lot of churches do marches, small, small, small in their areas. They like it. It's something nice. When they March, they, they feel nice. <laughs> it's with March, and then when we go to Parliament House then we bind the demons. <laughs> so, I didn't know the history of March for Jesus here in a country. So, I came and I said, you know what? I feel that the system is very cold. I, I, see, it's sad, you know, because when you travel around, you see that a mosque is so visible. You see that not just a mosque, but a, a Hindu temple is also so visible. But churches are not visible. If you if you go and... and, and, and Pastor Sam, we've we got to do this, you know. By the grace of God, this year, we got to do this. You know, the, the men of God who are here, we have to... I want to take the men of God who believe in what we are doing. I want to take you to Ghana this year. What do you think? We should go to Ghana. <laughs> you come coming, right? You're coming. <laughs> Let's go to Ghana. Let's go to Ghana. It's, 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 it, will, it, will, it, will, it will do something for you. To do something for you in ghana you see when you are when you are you are going to the, there's a place called rahman park around there um, you know rahman park where they put a christmas tree and all those things this is a big billboard that they have there yeah in ghana it is pastors who have such billboards yeah yeah, yeah. and if you are going to my my, my county, you will see pastor samuel maxwell Davidson, mcpherson Big face on a big banner with will visit us at God's grace. Oh, you will not miss such a sign, but you, will you will not. You will not. You will not. You will not. There's no man of God whose big picture is not on the roadside somewhere. There's no program that you don't see banners and posters anywhere, like this conference. You'll be fed up with the banners in town you'll be fed up. All week, all week, we started this thing for about three months ago, you, you, you'll be, you'll be fed up. Every program, so you see some walls in town, you see the thickness of the posters is like that. Everybody puts his poster on the other person's poster, other person's poster. So when you're taking it off, it's like a whole book you are taking off from the wall. Church in Ghana! Even the Obia people are also doing banners. I tell you, we are also finding a way to also say that we are also here. Yeah. Yeah, they have Facebook accounts and all of that. I tell you. They are serious with what they believe in. And people go to them. Those who have gone to Ghana before, they will tell you. But TV. 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 Uh, this TV here. The day I I, I was visiting Ghana and I saw a competition, I said, this Ghana is something else. You know what the competition was? They were a competition of um, young people from the age of, I think, six to about 12, who can preach for like five minutes a sermon. They started from the preliminaries. So the whole set of young people came, you come and preach, you preach in a language you like come and see some seven-year-old guy with suit and tie with a big Bible bigger than him. <laughs> I, I, I said, I said this country, gala is amazing. And they went from preliminaries to what was second round, third round, uh, quarterfinals, semifinals. The grand finale was a girl and two guys. And one of the guys was a seven-year-old with black suit, white shirt, and black tie. But the, the, the pants was big. <laughs> and he had a big Bible. Come and see come and see word. Come and come and see eloquency. Come and see a severe old boy. The scriptures is quoting and man, he won the competition. I never see such things here in my life for, for the past sixteen years. What I see is so come on, back is what I see. <laughs> children party and children march. Children mash.
0: <laughs>
1: Children Mollak. Is that children who will be taught to be whining. The atmosphere in Ghana, I tell you, there are prophets in Ghana. People end up even, but people are now angry with them because when you go to their houses, they have about five cars in their yard. Because once they give you a prophecy and it comes to pass, they bring you a car, they bring you say, Prophet, God bless you, live long. Kia. I said, you know, C A R Kya. A for apple, B for boy, C for Kia. It's kindergarten. No, and no small cow. Not 212. Not rum. Bring a Range Rover Vogue. Yeah. Yeah. Range Rover Vogue. Limited edition. Yeah, 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 No, Ghana, they don't joke. If people believe in you in Ghana as a man of God, chale. <laughs> and they do it and they chalak. They prosper. I was trying to get something in Ghana the other day and there was a a gentleman who was telling me that he's he's coming to visit us here in Guyana. I said, okay, good. I said, you know what? I want you to just pick up something for me. So the other day he was asking me, have I made the arrangement? I said, not yet. He said, Bishop, whatever the cost is, please don't worry. I'll sort it out for you. Give me the number of the person who's doing the arrangement and let me talk to him. Next last thing I heard from the guy, he said, oh, the man called and he's paid for everything. He said, Bishop, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. It is my pleasure. It is my pleasure. <laughs> Here people hang tight. Yeah, you yeah, know. You see, if we don't change these things... The country, the churches won't change. The country won't change. You see, the country will not change by prayer. Those of you who believe in warfare and warfare, warfare by changing microphones, warfare. It is believing in the prophets. You will chalak, you will go forward mightily. We need the church to believe in the men and women God has placed over their lives. We need that, I tell you. I know sometimes those from the country areas, they experience some wonderful things. It's it's much common in those places than in Georgetown, where somebody will give a land to a church. It happens. I think Pastor Sam had something similar like that. Surviving, They the, will give land. You know that? Those in town, they brooks, they punishing. So they study money. Ah, bills, courts, lucky dollar, singer. They are consumed. When they come to church, they want the church rather to give them money. Believe in the Lord God. Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, all of you pastors, you should renew your mind though. It's not what you can get. You see, the, your greatest mistake would be that God has given you a man to believe in him and you don't believe in him. Your greatest mistake would be that. I say so your greatest mistake, as especially those in Shepherd House, that God will give you his man. And you will not believe in him. He has no nothing more to do for you. So what do you want? What do you want him to do? Is you go and choose another man? So you 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 want you want God to play by your terms? That's why there's power in when you receive and believe somebody you didn't choose, but God chose. And when God gives you somebody, you either take him or it's up to you. The Bible says that he who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He is not changing his mind ever. If you like, go to hell. It's up to you. It's finished. His. Allowing you to come to heaven is based on a son, a man he sent into the world 2,000 something years ago. He is not going to bring another man. But your chance of prospering and doing in life is in the fact that you believe in what God has positioned in front of you.
0: Yeah.
1: We have had a lot of fights because many of my church members believe in me and their relatives and their compatriots and their friends, they are against them. People say, I brainwash people. I spit in their mouth. Guyanese <laughs> got wet too. Yeah, I tell you, Guyanese got wet, Some people call me the like icebreak families. I destroy people's families because they have relatives in the church and they are trying to pollute their minds and they refuse to be polluted. And so as a result, they they don't agree, They they don't flow. There's not a relationship. And they are blaming me for destroying their family. Well, your family was destroyed even before I came to Guyana. One day, a young lady Sent a messy, a dirty email about me to Ghana. Was your account? (laughs) He was accusing me of something. She had a niece who was coming to church, and she didn't like how the niece was flowing in the church, and myself and all she sent an email to our general website one of the bishops. I was there when I saw an email from the bishop I said, hey, this email looks like it's from your country. <laughs> yeah. No, we are not fools. So. We, you, can't come and, you can't come and separate us. So. You you, see, you, you, don't, you don't know what brotherhood is. You can't write an email from Guyana accusing my brother there who has left his life in Europe to go and preach there. Accusing him of something and then I take it up. No, 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 no. So, will you replace him as a pastor there for us? (laughs) If you move him? Do you know the price he has paid to be there? You see, the human institution has spoiled a lot of things. Human beings make mistakes. God forgives them and still believes in them. We are the one who continue to crucify them. So, the bishop, and interesting, that was the bishop who hosts me when I go to Ghana. It is his house, I stay. And he was the one who received the email. So, he sent it to me and said, this is from your country. I read it. The person wrote down her name, the church she goes to. One of the things she said was that, I am a disgrace to the body of Christ in Guyana. And therefore, she recommends that I be removed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is about what, 12 years ago. And I know that the name is in my head. I just don't want to say I, I know the name. I go to church. And I see the girl sometimes. So, I was telling a group of people, including the niece, in a meeting. The niece used to work in an office with the same auntie for two years. The auntie drives from a house. The only possible road she can use is in front of the niece's house. When you close from work, it's the same direction. For two years, could you believe she never picked up the niece to, to the same office before? And never brought her home from the office for two years? The person who says, that I'm a bad person and is fighting for her niece, the niece works with her in the same office, but never picked her a day on her way or from the, the office. And you, you telling me that I should be removed I'm a disgrace to the body of Christ you should be removed, you are a disgrace to the family <laughs> you are a disgrace to the family they thought they could, have, they could have just silenced me and pushed me down the other day that same niece some of her family they came here for a program they said what? Bishop, I like this. I said your mouth, your eyes, your nose. Don't don't come back here. <laughs> yeah, shut up, don't come back here. You like this? Were you not the one was it not your family who sent an email to try and, 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 and scan scan tame my stain my reputation for if my church was not a good church, they would have started an investigation, investigation against me. We have started an investigation. Investigation into the mission in Guyana. We got an email, we have to look into it. But we are far above pettiness and demonic and witchcraft. Because you have to understand the price people have paid to be standing in a pulpit. So much so that in our church, God forbid, if any of our pastors fall into adultery, we don't we don't we don't sack them we don't. Yes, we don't. You know how easy, difficult it is to get a pastor? We don't. We will not, we will not even let you know that something like that has happened as much as we can. We'll play some chess game and that's it. Yeah. Let me tell you, this ministry thing is a Warfare. So when people fall, it is because they were shot. And when a soldier is, or a captain of an army is wounded, you don't take a knife and, and stab him again. You don't do that. No. You take him up. You give him treatment. When, you, when he's strong, you bring him back to continue fighting, to continue standing, to continue commanding the troops of God. That is what you do. Yeah. If we make a decision based on what the devil has done, we are, that it is an attack by the devil. So if he shoots one of our generals and we say, oh, okay, go, you are useless, you are this, you are this, the devil will be smiling. He'll say, let's go for the next one. Before you realize all your pastors and their faults have taken them out of ministry, you'll be standing alone and you'll be the next person they will hit. So I've, I've met a few people who have been driven away from ministry in Guyana because they divorced. I don't think it's easy to marry a guy in this woman. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> 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 they know themselves, <laughs> right? Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, somebody like me, who is from mainland Africa, I, it's, it's, it's not that. And when I see how the women behave, they are completely different from the women in my country. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Completely different. <laughs> <laughs> completely different. Completely <laughs> <laughs> different. <laughs> 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 it's a good spot, right? Completely different.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's takes a Guyanese not to marry a Guyanese woman. I tell you this. That's how God made it like that, I think. I should pray for, for you, right? <laughs> I'll anoint you with oil tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I took some people to Ghana, They saw the woman in Ghana and said, What? They said, No. They said, No. They said, These women are strong. One day, there was a group from Trinidad that came here. That was a time when Reverend E had a scrambler. And he was dating uh, 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 Stacy then. So when church was over, after all our fellowship, they were leaving. I think she was actually going to drop, it was going to drop Stacy. So Stacy jumped on the back of the motorbike. And then, brum, 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 out of there. Do you know what the Trinidadian said? They said, "No woman in Trinidad will sit at the back of a motorbike of a man." Nunga care, rest yourself. <laughs> motorbike, motorbike, what are you doing? Motorbike. <laughs> they were so surprised that a girl will like a man with a motorbike. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's, it's kia or nothing. Sure. C for care. C for kia. Yeah. They were so surprised. And I was surprised that they were surprised. <laughs> Because I thought what you have, that's what you, 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 you use. That's what you share. Because when you go to Ghana, you see a woman with a baby. Baby's hair tied up. Doesn't use her hands. She's selling. So she has a big bathtub or bathtub-like thing on her head. She's not holding it. She's not holding baby. And has two bags. And she's selling nuts. Selling nuts. Selling a uh, black eyepiece. And is walking with slippers, with dust. Not Spider Woman. Yeah. Strong. When she comes home, she still treats you nice. Yeah. The Guyanese women I took with me, they said, wah. They said, wah. Wah. Is <laughs> that like, this thing can happen in Ghana? So when you go deep into ministry, you have to understand human problems. See, sex is just a physiological need. Yeah. It's part of reproduction also. Right? <laughs> Yeah. No, you'd be surprised that you get to the height of sex and after two minutes it's gone. You ejaculate and it's finished. It's so like you don't even want to see the girl again. But you know why you touched there? That's sex. This should not disqualify people from ministry. I'm telling you. That which is born of the flesh is the flesh. That's which is one of the spirit, the spirit. Marvel, not all I said unto thee, you must be born again. You see, we don't believe in, we don't believe in the call of God. And so no matter what a person does, we just cancel them out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Have you forgotten the woman who also have been sent by the devil to bring down that man? Have you forgotten about that? Actually, Charlie, ask for, ask for, ask for, uh, As for women that they're, they're attractive. Yeah. Even the angels came, they came to have sex with the sons of men, the daughters of men. <laughs> ah. yeah. No, no, no. You have to understand, if your church is full of women, and you're a nice man of God, you get temptational. That's why the Guyanese, the, the pastor's wife, they don't give chance at all. Me, I ain't left any man for nobody. They know themselves. <laughs> one day a girl said in the church, she said she ain't left any man for nobody. Yeah, and now they are divorced in it. <laughs> A divorce. The girl who said, I ain't left any man for nobody. She left the man for somebody. A set of them, not even one a set of them. So understand the things, the dynamics of ministry and how things work. Otherwise, you'll kill your sons and you'll kill your man of God over your life. David said, I will not touch Saul. I will not. No matter what has happened, it's not my business. It's between him and God. What I will try to do is that I will run away. Because I don't want to retaliate. I don't want to do something that I'll be guilty. So let me just stay away from him. But I will not do him. He said, touch not my anointed. That guy was trying to kill David. Brought him into the house. He wanted to kill him. That's why he told him to go and bring a bride price of 100 Philistine foreskins. Suicide. suicide, he said. He said he knows that when this guy goes, no man will stand for him to cut off their, 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 their covering over their sexual organ, they will kill him. He was there when David came with skins from the penis of Philistines 200 of them. I, I, I don't even know how they said, Okay, David, come take it out, cut it. I said, God bless you. Go. Saul was amazed and he grew more angry and envious of David. But David said, Me. I will never do something that it's God who anointed him. I didn't. God wants to remove him. He will. When Saul died, he mourned. He, he, it was a national day of mourning. The man of God who had fallen was uh, going to witches and is a wizard and has demonic but he said, me, I will not say anything about him. Yeah. Tell it not. In Gath. Publish it not in Askelon. So when that lady sent an email, she didn't know, she think we are, we are Guyanese ministries. And that we easily lose faith in our ministers. No, no, no. We, we, we value, we value. If you go to Ghana, there's a place where you even see my picture there. My father in the ministry, he calls us heroes. Because he to leave your country, leave your life, and go to another country and live there for years few people do that. People do that if it's their job. If it's Exxon they will come. But if it's church, say, say, I want to pray about it. Say, can I pray about it? Yeah, you know, I know you're a man of God, but, you know, uh, let, let me discuss with my wife. Come we, come in, come in. If you are offered an Exxon job in Guyana, you won't discuss with your wife. You go say, honey, good news. Pack your backs, we are great. They're going to Guyana. We are staying married for two months, and they will find an apartment. Everything they run and they rope and the run paid for. You won't say I'm going to discuss it with my wife. I'm going to pray about it because it's so practical. You know what is coming out of it. I say ministries. Um, you know, um, bishop. Can I please give me about one? Yeah, let me let me let me think about it. Uh, let me pray about it. Yeah, I need a word from God I don't believe that you are a man of God enough to tell me what you are telling me so let me go to God and sometimes you see how even in the church people use that, uh, that strategy when I send someone to go and do something then the person when he goes to talk to people then they find, go around the person and come and ask this person was saying this is it true Sometimes it's good to just be safe, but sometimes you see how people's mind work. Chalak. You can't press forward if you don't believe in that frail human nature that humanity God has placed in front of you. Hebrews chapter 5 has a very nice verse. Verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 5. <laughs> You see, the, the, the apostles, the apostles, the apostles, the apostles, they came up with the Apostles' Creed. And one of the one of the phrases in the Apostles' Creed is that, I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in God the Father, maker of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ is holy and our Lord was conceived by the Virgin Mary of the Holy Spirit conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary suffered an opportunist Pilate, was crucified, he died and was buried and on the third day he rose he, rose, he descended into hell and on the third day he rose again and ascended into heaven where he seated on the right hand side of God the Father where he was what come, he judged the living and the dead he said I believe in the Holy Spirit I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. Not Catholic like Catholic Church. Catholic means universal. So I believe in the universal church. I believe in what? The Holy Communion. I believe in what? Forgiveness of sins. And then life, the resurrection, and life everlasting. It was something they used to recite. Because one of the foundations of Christianity is that you have to believe in when you do something wrong, you confess and you are forgiven. They said, I believe in the forgiveness of sins. So, when they do something that they know that they have done something wrong against God, they go on their knees and they ask God for forgiveness, and it doesn't linger because they believe in the forgiveness of sins. And we, the church, must also believe in the forgiveness of sins that is Christian foundation forgiveness. So when something happens, if a man of God is and they want to crucify him for the rest of his life, you are you are a demon. You are not following Bible. The Apostles' Creed is right there. Many Christians don't know even what they believe in. Many Christians don't know what they believe in. What do you believe in as a Christian? What do you believe in as a Christian? The belief is what is there. I be said that I believe in what he says. Uh, 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 what? Uh, there's one here. Jesus said something. Born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate. The Muslims don't believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. Many people don't believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. That is the difference between other beliefs and our belief. Everything here that is in the Apostles' Creed is in the Bible prophetically in a different way. He had to suffer. Under Pontius Pilate. Crucifixion. It had to come. He was crucified. He died. It's important to understand that Jesus died. And that he, after he died, we didn't see this, but he was buried. And that he descended into hell. It is something we believe in as Christians. And that on the third day, he resurrected and he ascended into heaven. Every single word there is what we stand on as Christians. That is the belief of Christianity. It's like a poem. But it has meaning. For every high priest, for every man of God, taken from among men, is ordained for men. Can you see it? I know, are you reading with me? Yeah, the high priest is taken from among men. He is not an angel. He's taken from people like you. The only difference is that something extra is given to him that makes him stand ahead of you. But he's just like you. It is the belief in them that will continue to magnify who they are in our eyes so that we don't kill and crucify them. He's ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way, for that he himself is also compassed with infirmity. Be careful how you talk to a man of God, especially when you think he's wrong. <laughs> when he's wrong, you are wrong one million times. Let us stop the disrespect for men of God. Small, large, medium, extra large. Let us end it. Go and ask a woman called Micael, Saul's daughter. Was it Saul's daughter? You know what David did? Saul, when David brought a hundred foreskins, Saul didn't give Mikal to him. He gave Mikal to another man. Because he, was, he wasn't expecting David to come through. So he was surprised David came with the foreskins. And so he gave Michal to somebody else and gave another daughter to David. Later when Saul died, David went to when Mekah's uh, uh, husband died David went to organize her and said "Is you are come back here in the house. <laughs> is reading the Bible. <laughs> hey, he, brought, he brought her back. You got it I paid my dowry already. So the person you are with is an illegal husband. I is your rightful husband. I paid four skins of Philistines. Two hundred four skins. And you're there in somebody's house sleeping in somebody's bed. Come back to your, your rightful home. he is compassed with infirmity the high priest the bible says, the high priest who God has chosen to serve the people he is compassed about with infirmity but the bible says believe in him 2nd chronicles 20 20. Let's go to 21. What does the Bible say? And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy and forever. 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smiting. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies falling to the earth, and none escaped. Jehoshaphat stood in chapter 20, verse 20, that this battle here, don't only believe in God, believe in the prophets, and you shall go forward. Look at the results. When the people believed what he said, this is what happened by the time they got to the people they had to fight they were there like dead bodies in verse 25 in verse 25 the bible says and when jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves for more than they could carry away the result of believing in the man of god and believing in God and believing in his prophets to Chalak is that you will have more than you can carry. They were gathering the spoil for three days. It was so much. If they had not believed in Jehoshaphat, they would have gone back, defeated, gone back. They wouldn't have fought any battle. But when they believed in Jehoshaphat, they went forward and they, they didn't even have to fight. And they, it took them three days to gather the gold, three, just, just to pick it up, just to pick up, just to gather three days of gathering. Because the man of God stood among them and said, believe in me, believe in God and believe in me. This battle We have overcome the battle. And they believed, and this was the result. If you are a church member here with your pastor, let this be known unto you. You have to believe in the man that God has given you, he's not going to change him for you. He's already chosen him. It's settled. If you don't like the church, go. He will not change the man for you. Nah. If he's going to change the man for you, then all the billions of people who pray that the pastors should change. He will be changing pastors every day, everywhere. (laughs) You want to cause confusion in his kingdom, you can't cause confusion in the kingdom of God. So he chooses because he does not look at the outward, he looks at the heart. I'm glad God chose me. I'm Glad God chose you. I'm glad he chose you too. He believes in you, and he sees something great in you. He knows your heart and he knows what you will do for him when he when he entrusts you with the care of his people. God knows your heart. He told Samuel, I beg you, don't look at Eliab. No, no, the one I've chosen, he's not here. Yeah. And then Samuel asked Jesse, Is there any are these all your sons? He said, eh, oh, that little boy, there's one little boy, he gone far, he, he's looking after my ship. Someone said, go and call him. We will not We will not continue until he comes. David comes in. Can you imagine that it took days for David to come? It wasn't a one hour, it wasn't two hours. So the guy had, he was, he had taken the ship far. So to, the, to the mountain, to the table mountain, that prepare the table before me. They had to wait for a few days before David came, tired, smelling sheep. Then God said, that's he. His senior brothers were surprised that the one who was not even there, he was the one they poured the oil on. I, I, when I read that part, the other day, I was wondering what were the brothers, what was Jesse thinking about? What was the brothers thinking about? As the evening came and they went to sit at the table in they ate and they went to sleep. As, he, as his brother, uh, David went to the washroom he was coming and the one brother was also going to the washroom and they met. What was he taking? Did he just suck his teeth? I'm sure there was some suck teeth around. Like, suck teeth. Suck teeth on David. <laughs> yeah. That's why when he went to give corn to his brothers at the war for battlefield, his brothers ask him, what are you doing here? Yeah, always. <laughs> your father has sent him to come, to come and give you food and give some to the, the captain of your uh, the regiment. You are asking him, who is he doing there? Who has he left the few sheep with? You fast. This is not for little boys, though. So. It's not like the other day when when you were not there, they had to call you. This is not for boys. This is for old people. Come and see Goliath. You think it's for little boys here? yeah. it's not for children. When they believed in a prophet, they could not carry away the spoil. Ladies and gentlemen, that's God's message to you. That he has given you a man of God. He has given you a man of God. He has given you a man of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From wherever church or whichever place you came from, God has given you a man of God. If you don't believe in him, you will not do well in the church. When my father in the ministry brought Guyana up, I was talking to my brother-in-law in in Holland then. And he said, wait. Wait there's a guy who is from Guyana. Let me locate him and see if you can meet him and he can tell you, you know, oh, Guyana and all of that. So about two, three days later, he made contact. <laughs> he made contact with a guy. It is uh, a man. And myself and my wife went to see, went to see him. He's married to a, a Dutch girl. Living in some fancy house in a place called Amere Bowton, we went there. We <laughs> 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 went to sit down, serve us coffee, tea, and you know, say, "Oh, I hear you're going to Guyana." I said, "Missionary." I say "Yes." So we want to know a little bit about Guyana because you know I I I don't know there. How is the place like? The guy says, "If I were you, I won't go." (laughs) He said, "He said he's from Guyana. He would never come back to Guyana. He would never come back to Guyana." I said, "I won't blame you. You are here with a white woman in a big house. How would you go back to Guyana?" (laughs) You know, he said, "He said no." He said is Guyana is racially divided. This, that, 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 that. Then you know what the wife said? The wife said, Well, me, I like Guyana. I would like to go back there. He watched you, so he watched you. So. <laughs> and he said that if you ever come back, you probably go and live in Barbados. You know, isn't Barbados? It's not bad. When we left that meeting, mommy was confused. She was confused. Because the 12 spies said, the 10 of them said, Hey, no, 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 no. No, the land is good, but they are giants. Yeah. I said, Me, I'm not moved. I'm going to Guyana. But I was surprised that somebody from Guyana will say something like that. I think that, yeah, that's Satan's testimony, right? We learned that last night. <laughs> Prophet, I said, I have to learn how you preach, you know. I have to preach and raise my leg, like right?
0: I said,
1: yeah! <laughs> I think it was very powerful, <laughs> you see how they're excited? <laughs> I, have to, I have to practice in a mirror at home, you know, do them that. <laughs> and I, I, I asked myself "Come and see if I'm doing it well like how Prophet used to do it." I like it for a big time. <laughs> As opposed to you, was up, he was, he was excited. <laughs> oh man! You see, God told me something about the conference. He said that, he said that he's going to show, to show a lot of signs. I think I said this thing. A lot of things that I'll see during the conference are signs. So for me, it's not how people see things, but I'm just wondering what is God trying to to say? That's, That's what is on my mind. What is God trying to say? What is He trying to say? What does this mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? What is the direction of this? What is He saying? That's what is on my mind. I pray that I won't miss anything by the grace of God. Yeah. The apostle said in Romans or First Corinthians rather chapter eleven Verse one. Be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. So he says, follow me. Because as you follow me, you are actually following the Christ in me. There is biblical evidence of believing in your man of God. And associating with him so much so that whatever is on him will wrap off on you. And that your ministry will will be amplified. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Many people who have followed the audience, they have transformed though. Oh. Abigail. Latino club. Stand up, Abigail. He was a wine at Latino club. Yeah, she was one of the best winers at Latino club I hear. Can you believe it? Princess, can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. She told me she used to see uh, she used, to see, she, used to see, she used to see President Jack there. Yeah, Latino club. Yeah. She was a whining queen. Number one. <laughs> She's not a pastor based in Batica. She was a whiner. Not not a whiner. No, CC whiner. No, no, no. no. It's a whiner. (laughs) You see her like that? Whining? I tell you. You You know what I mean by whining? Every small thing, whining comes inside yeah, guy's dance with their waist. Not their hands, not their legs, is waist. Guy's dance with. You play music right now, you see that immediately they'll be doing that. Whining all over the place. Even children is whining It's in the blood.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah? Yes, I beg here. Lady Pastor Whiner. <laughs> yeah. thanks who's next yeah. <laughs> 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 who's next E he? he didn't smile too much he's, he's, he's oh it's squishy oh squeezy. <laughs> This boy here? Hold oh, on. Now no, he's a man of God. He can tell you, he can tell you his stories. His group. The people he used to line with. There's none of them doing what he's doing now. No, no, no. Yeah. Joshua. You even have a tattoo on your hand. Where's your tattoo? On oh, oh, your chest. Ah! Can we see it? Can we see the tattoo? That's <laughs> <laughs> <Where's> he here. <laughs> ah. The evil that men do lives after them. <laughs> yeah. Mark Anthony's speech at Julio Caesar's uh, <laughs> funeral. Friends, Romans, countrymen. I came to bury Caesar, and not to praise him. He said, "The evil that men do lives after them." So let it be with Caesar. The evil that men do is on their chest. <laughs> hey, what's here? Oh, huh? have you seen it before? Hey,
0: hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's in a movie, okay? <laughs> yeah, did you touch it when you saw it? Uh... <laughs> if it is real, because they have this sticker tattoo, you know, sticker, and then you can rub it off. You just rub it off, no? Nah? Yeah, let me see. So, did you touch to see if it's real? You are not you are not Thomas, you didn't want to see you believe you are not a daughter. Uh, is that your mother out of back there? Okay, all right. She she and she's smiling. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pastor Joshua. Used to be a regular boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Akim used to go and do uh, uh, dancing lessons in in a church in in my church on the east coast. When I didn't send him, he used to teach some girls how to dance. When well, I didn't send him to, I didn't appoint him as a dance instructor. He used to go and teach some girls how to dance on the east
0: coast.
1: <laughs> he was not he was not an apostle. He made himself an apostle. <laughs> And Nikita, passion with big uncle, big uncle, big uncle. (laughs) Alexis, don't let me come to you. (laughs) I coming to Alexis just now. Where's my iPad? Where's my preacher? (laughs) I have to give media my pictures for for Alexis can I mute it or something no I have to send it to who has it anybody has it send it to media for me let's see Alexis because because she was laughing I want to touch her name too (laughs) passion before she got committed in the church and went to seminary to become a lady pastor, she had a big man uncle Rastaman. Yeah. Vibration,
0: yeah
1: I tell you. I have church members, so I tell you. Yeah, and we we, we laugh about, you know, how far God has brought all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she used to enjoy the man. He 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 said, he's in vibrations. (laughs) He said, Reverend, I'm trying. I'm trying to stop. It's not easy. It's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy, Reverend. But I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. Hey. Yeah. then I, a, a time came she got committed solid she said she wants to become a preacher I said from rastaman to preacher why not <laughs> why not you can share your testimony you can even t- do dreadlocks and you'll be preaching with the dreadlocks and when you come to the church, you say, you know why I have deadlocks today? I want to share my testimony with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, big uncle. Yeah. I like this she's praying huh? okay the lord has said your prayer <laughs> hallelujah john chapter 13 john chapter 13. The Lord had her prayers. <laughs> Tell them to laugh at people people business. I'll pull up the picture. Yeah. I said I, I in my in my next office I'm gonna blow it up in a frame. Yeah. I think you should send a media. Michael, you send it to them. Because the people don't understand what I'm talking about. I want them to understand You don't understand, right? Okay. All right. I'll help you understand. I'll help you understand. They have it down. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, just welcome one of my special church members. I am. This picture? I don't know. I, I, I. When I, anytime I see the picture, I like it. You don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was telling Alexis the other day that why doesn't she want to start a church in the home? Because of this picture. I'll never, for, this, I'll never forget this picture. I said, in my new office, I'll blow it up. I'll let Sister Charlene sign it for me. <laughs> See, And then I'll put it in the corner of my office. I said, this is what God can do. Yeah. Oh, media. Alexis is praying, you know? <laughs> this Is it Charlene? Are you there? Pray. She's supposed to pray. I <laughs> thought her head was down. It's true. I just want to show you something about this. Is my nice church member. Yeah. Who's there? Is it Epson? Well, I can do chop money this week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Very, very special church member. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? It's fantastic. It's, it's small. It's, uh, can you not blow it up? Oh. Magnify it. <laughs> yeah. No, I... that Charlie, are you looking at it? Have you seen it? Yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the... In the yeah, yeah, yeah. She should be able to preach. She can't tell me she won't preach. If I, see the, if I see this, she can't tell me she can't preach. I like the boldness. The boldness must be used properly. That's Linden Highway. In the middle of the road, she stopped all the cars. <laughs> she stopped all the cars. Yeah. She said, Wait until Lady Allegra's finished taking sheep. Sheep. Picture. Emma, yeah. Yeah, you see the color? Yeah, ma. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man. That's Alexis. Yeah. Church, her church is going to be one of the biggest churches around here. I tell you, you wait and see. Yeah. Uh, and when she brings her church members, I'll take them to the office and say, you know it's who is <laughs> who?
0: Awesome,
1: awesome. I said, that is your woman of God. That is she right there That's beautiful. (laughs) All right, media. All right, Alexis. Yeah. Okay, so back to scripture, (laughs) huh? She was laughing. So I said, What? You laughing? All right. I will talk you name (laughs) too John chapter 13, verse 20. Hmm. Verily, verily. Who's that? the bridge man. Okay. <laughs> the bicycle bridge man. <laughs> I will read me scripture. You won't bring yourself back. <laughs> it's a beautiful place, I tell you. If you it's, it's a very nice experience. The things that people have gone through, uh, pastoring them, the sheep. The places they were stuck at that I had to remove them from the shaving of their hair the corrections the the rubbing of oil on their head all the things that I have gone through it, it, it's, it's such an experience it's so it's so wonderful you can't say you won't believe in the man of God yeah you say you can't say you cannot yeah very verily I say unto you he that receives Whomsoever I sent receives me. Are you with me? This is what the Bible says. So if you will receive the man of God, it means you are receiving God who sent him. There's nothing wrong about that. There's everything wrong when you don't receive the man of God that God has sent. It means that you have rejected God also. That's that's why I'm saying that those that we are encouraging to join, give thyself holy. Don't tell me you're going to pray about it. God would never hear that prayer. Pray something else. Because if you receive the one he has sent, he say you have received him. That's what it is. Hallelujah. Take out another offering. We are closing up. Somebody said tomorrow he will sleep all day. I said, No problem. Me too, I'll sleep all day. Hallelujah. In the days of Hitler and and, and the German, the Holocaust, your name can be a Jewish name. Some some people did that so that they could escape. They they, they took over a regular name because if your name is Horowitz, Or, um, 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 Spielberg, they are all German, they, they are all Jewish derivatives, Jewish names. By the name, they know that you are Jewish, you are gone. You have to get some John Smith or Joe Smith or John Doe. So, when they say, I was say John Doe, they say, oh, Okay, all right, that's a regular guy, yeah. Stinkelenburg, you mention a name that sounds Jewish, they know it's Jewish, you are gone, you are arrested. So, a name, a man of God's name, can also put people off. You have a banner, and then you say the, 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 the main speaker is this name. Then people say, Who is that? Who's Who Collins? Collins, who's that? Where is he from? Africa? You should be afraid of the, this Africa. You should, be, uh, you should be what? You should be careful of these Africans. How many African preachers do you know? Facebook? YouTube? We are not on YouTube. We are live, live right here. <laughs> you have the opportunity to get to know us. We are not on YouTube. Those on YouTube, you can't know them. You can't know where they came from or where they are going. But those of us here, you can watch us. But a name can put people off. It's true. Yeah. Even if you're a woman and you 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 you, you get into a relationship with a man with a last name, and the man disappoints you. Let's say you meet a guy with the same name. You say, No, I'm sorry. So I've seen some before. You say Johnson? No, no, no. Me we want there with no Johnson no more. No, 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 no. Once between twice shy. Names can be a barrier to us receiving from the Lord. Jesus went to his own country and people say, Is that not the carpenter? The, 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 his, the carpenter, the carpenter name and the profession alone. Put people off from receiving from him. So the Bible said there, he could not do much except heal a few sick folk by laying his hands on them. Another thing that can be a barrier to you receiving that anointing upon a man or woman of God is the person's sex, the gender. You in know, the, in the new dispensation, God uses men and uses women, isn't it? Yeah, He uses men and He uses women. One of the greatest. Uh, anointed woman that lived so far has been Catherine Kuhlman God used her so much you know in, in the sacrifice story yesterday I, I, I read that Katherine Kuhlman one, one of her interviews when she was alive um, the, the guy who was interviewing her asked her about her marriage because Catherine Kuhlman left her husband she left her husband are you there? What happened was that when um, the the she there's a gentleman who used to come and preach in her church it was an evangelist, and so uh, he, she fell in love with a vis- itinerant preacher. Yes, and so she left her husband and married that itinerant preacher, and then it didn't work. So she left the itinerant preacher also. And it tarnished her name, it tarnished her reputation. The church is not in America, you can apply for a job as a pastor. Did you know that? Yeah, no, churches, churches are run by boards in America and they advertise vacancy for pastors. Oh, yeah. Many of the pastors who preach in America, the churches, the church is not for them. They were employed. Yeah, that's Catherine. Why is this one not responding? That's one-eyed, Andre. You know what for do, huh? Okay. What was I saying? Church, yes. So the they, they, they Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Hagen was a pastor of churches that he didn't start before when he was growing up as a minister. Yeah, they, no, they advertise. It's a job. That's how some pastors smoke and drink. Because it's their job. It's not their life. It's their job. They just preach for money. They preach at the end of the month. They get money. They are not born again. It, they are not saved. They are just there because they can preach. So they are preaching. It's another job. Americans have all kinds of fantastic things. They have drive through wedding and drive through divorce. As you drive through for chicken, you can drive through to marry. I pronounce you husband and wife in the name of uh, Amen just married, you have uh, pots at the back of your car with a rope, and you just married. If you don't like each other, you go back, you say, we want to divorce again. I divorce you in the name of the law of Las Vegas, now and forevermore. I've got divorce. And therefore, in America, the ministry of being a pastor, is a job. So somebody like, even there's a, there's a, a guy who I admire, you know, I, I watch him when I get a chance. I just like how he he preaches it's jamal harrison bryant he used to be a pastor of uh one of the ame zion churches in maryland baltimore maryland and when edy long died the board of new birth missionary baptist church they were looking for a new pastor to take over from the death the dead uh, Edelong. long and they went to his church in a meeting, and after church, they went to meet him and said they want him to apply for the position of the pastor at New Beth. There's a tip where he was sharing his testimony how he switched from the AME Church in Maryland to the um, Long's New Beth Baptist, uh, a Missionary Baptist Church in um, one of those places. He said his church um, has a debt of 3 million. The church he was pastoring in Baltimore. And then Eddie Long's church has a debt of 30 million. So he was explaining why he decided to rather move from a church with 3 million debt to a church with 30 million debt. It's fantastic. He said he feels challenged. Yeah. He came to a point in his life, a ministry, where he was not being challenged. So he saw it, he prayed about it, and he felt that God was challenging him. And so he took the job. So he's there as a minister. Not that he started the church like how we started the church. He's there with thousands of people because he just, he just got the job. Yeah. So. Catherine was thrown out of the church world because she's a bad woman, a deflowered and she like man, the Adam thing. So she was broken, and that is that is the process that people go through. You see, if you are going to bring forth fruit, you have to be a corn of seed that falls into the ground and die,
0: <laughs>
1: and the death is not nice at all. A lot of... You see, when you are dying, you, you, people reject you. And so she retreated to a small town to mind she own business. Nobody, if she's going to a church to preach, the people say, that woman shouldn't come here. We don't want to see her here. Many churches rejected her. So she just... Retreated to a small town. Then, after a few years, a church in a small town came to her and said they want her to be their pastor. He said, "It's not true. You don't know who I am. It can't happen." They pleaded, they begged, they and I her that you are the one we want to be a pastor of. She couldn't believe it that God would give her another chance to pastor. And after careful deliberation, she took up the, 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 the offer. And that's where God started to take her from nothing to something. One of the greatest women of God in the history of Christianity, thus far, Catherine Coleman. Now, we didn't have time, I wanted to talk about six great men of God, and how they got empowered, how they received anointing. One of such examples is Catherine Coleman and Ben Hinn. Benny went to Catherine Coleman's meeting. In, in, the, in those days, like Ben Hinn also, Catherine Coleman's meeting, they start 8 o'clock in the morning. By 4 o'clock, the, the place is packed. If you come at 8, you'll be outside. So Ben Hinn said, he, he traveled from Canada to a meeting by Catherine in the, in the States. The, the, the people, the traffic is amazing. He said he went, he was sitting somewhere, and if, the people he went with, as Catherine was preaching, and he was, he was listening and listening and listening, the people, they were tired, they were even sleeping. He said he believes that that meeting he went to by Catherine Coleman, that was when the, the Spirit of God dropped upon his life. I think he said at the point the power of God came upon him, he was crying from that day. You see, she, she, she used to dress in white, she dresses in white anytime she's ministering. She dresses in white, and you see, Betty Hinn, it's not that she had some black, but she when he started, he was always, always, always dressing in white. And the healings that Ben Hain see and are seen in this ministry is the same amount of healing and even greater Catherine experienced. Yeah, doctors who go to Catherine Coma's meeting and they want to assess the healing that people are claiming they are healed. And you call them skeptics. You call them skeptics. skeptics. Many people are blown away by the miracles God used to do through Catherine Coma. And so. You can't look at a person and say, oh, I don't like women preaching. We have had that experience in our church. I have more female preachers than male preachers, isn't it? Where are my lady pastors? Lady pastors, where are you? You have more than the men? I think so. Lady pastors, yeah. Where are they? Okay, it's one other one. Anybody else? Okay, there are two on stage. That's Benny. Beautiful man. Have you seen a man who's beautiful before? He's beautiful. <laughs> These are my lady pastors. I have more female pastors than male pastors. And most of the time, or sometimes, you hear one, one one time where people say, Well, oh, I don't go to a church that the woman is preaching. Okay, so when you are dying and a woman is there, don't 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 allow her to save you. If you go to a hospital and the doctor is a woman, just tell her I want to I will die other than allowing the woman to touch me. Say that also. If you enter into a, a plane and the pilot is a woman, get out of the plane then. You can't look at a person's gender, the gender of an individual, to decide whether the anointing on them is right, whether they are qualified, whether they can preach. Those things don't come when it comes to spiritual things. That is not to give the woman uh, the, the headship, but God can use them also. Ladies, are you listening to me? It doesn't make you big old. You are still on that side there, you're still chilling. <laughs> So, I should say it again. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, a lot of female pastors. Yeah, so when you see me talking about women, women, women it's not like I, I hate women. No. I have plenty of women in the church. Yeah, yeah, preaching here, doing all kinds of things. Oh, that, Very, very helpful and effective in my ministry so far. So the name of an individual can be a barrier to you. To you from receiving to Chalak, Chalai, if you want to Chalak, you have to forget about what you're looking at. The name shouldn't matter, the gender shouldn't matter. What you need is the spirit, the anointing is what you need. You see, that is what happened to Peter. There's a movie I watched, I'll come back to Catherine Coleman. There's a movie that I watched, a series on Netflix, Maria Magdalena. If if anybody, any one of you had time to watch it, you probably understand what I'm trying to say. Maria Magdalena, beautiful. The the series portrayed Mary Magdalene who is not spoken of that much. Maybe because she, she was a lady or she was a woman among the guys. But when you see the portrayal of her life before she met Jesus and after she met Jesus, you can understand why Peter used to not like her. But she always. When they meet, the men meet with Jesus, no woman will be there. You see, Mary Magdalene will be there too. And then after, when everybody's quiet. She's the one who's talking and asking questions. So Peter used to know. Peter, if you watch this, Peter used to look at the, This cure! Women are not allowed. Women, women. That's Maria Magdalena. Look for it on Netflix. I'm sure it's still there. It's a, it's a lot of series. How many? Is it? It's... it's 60 60 of about 20 minutes each or 30 minutes each. I lo- I watch for weeks. Beautiful, beautiful movie on Netflix. 45 minutes by 60. You can see it's weeks you use. Yeah, and it's not English, but it's 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 a very it's a very inspiring revelatory movie. Maria Magdalena. It's eye-opening. They portrayed the role of Mary Magdalene in the life of Jesus Christ. You see, sometimes when, when the guys have... Jesus will send out the guys and Mary will come and sit down and be talking to, to, to Jesus. When they come, they see Mary there. We see they start talking among themselves. You see she? You see she? You see she? She ups. She falls. She falls. Like that. But when Jesus rose from the dead... She was the one he showed himself to. When she went to tell Peter, they said, Don't worry, she. I won't go see for myself. Worry, she she, she like, talk. Let me go see what's going on. So Peter and John, they ran to the tomb. Because when Mary came they said they won't believe him because they didn't like her, they knew who she was. Some woman with some demons, and, and then she got she got delivered. And look at how now she's so prominent and has a voice around. And Jesus was such that Jesus wouldn't say anything. You just allow it. You just allow Mary to flow. You see that how the boys were irritated by her. And Jesus wouldn't say anything. He would just allow her to flow. Come and sit right next to him on the floor like that. And he would just allow her. And the guys. Peter. Peter didn't like her at all. From the movie. And, and I think it, it kind of. opens your eyes because it was a a season and a period where women were not counted as as, as very important and Jesus also selected guys so if you were a woman you were supposed to be very far but this girl will always want to be inside and so people have a a, a theory that her her part in Jesus' life and ministry has actually been cut off because of her gender Yeah, people can accuse the Bible as, as gender bias book yeah, it uh, doesn't talk about the women and what they did, and so that movie was is based on her life and her contribution to the, to the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Savior. When you get a chance watch it, it's beautiful. When you start watching it, you will not, you will not stop. You won't stop. I, I, it caught my attention, it caught me. I mean, if if I have Netflix, let watch Netflix, even my son, I don't think he watches Netflix any longer. But when I, when I got to know of the movie, hey. Anytime I go home, before I sleep, I just press it, I watch. And I fall to sleep. When I wake up in the morning, I go back and I continue from where I I fell asleep. Beautiful. It's, it's, It's beyond beautiful. If you have not watched it, try and watch it. And so Catherine, when Catherine was being interviewed in the room, I read that when the guy who was interviewing her asked her about her marriage, And then she started talking about what she had been through because of her marriage. I read that the guy who was interviewing her could not continue the interview. Because as Catherine Kuman was talking about her pain, the price, the shame, the rejection, the denial, I heard the Spirit of the Lord enter into the room. And she, she, she says it if you, if you hear her she says she'll tell you, You don't know the price, you don't know the cost, it will cost you something. <laughs> the spirit of the Lord entered into the room so strong that the guy could not continue the interview, he had to leave. Great ministry, Catherine Goma, and so. Don't look at her say, she has a red hair. Her hair, was, her hair is red. She, if you see her physically, you say, mm. Some red-haired girl from, I think it's somewhere, Mobile, Alabama. Somewhere in the south, somewhere. Yeah, red hair. You see, she's a little, she doesn't look, she doesn't look normal. Just, there's something wrong with she. If you, if, you, if you look at her, if you look at her, you might listen to her. And those are the days where... Uh, you, the, the, the microphones, they put the microphone around their neck. And so you see the cable and as she's walking around. The microphone is around her neck like a necklace. And she's going around and she walks slow, and she, she stretches her words. Oh, Lord, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, you, you can easily get buzzed. Who is that? I remember many years ago, um, we went on a trip to, uh, Switzerland, Geneva in Switzerland. We were staying with Apostle Dodu for, for, for a holiday. And, and I think, <laughs> um, he, he, I think he had come from Seoul, Korea, one of the church group conferences. And he brought, uh, some videos. So I think we were watching them. We got tired. And I think he switched to Christian television. And I saw, um, um, he left it on TBN and, um, this lady was preaching. What's was her name again? Juanita Bynum. It's preaching. 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 I didn't even know what was going on. Then I think it ended. And he switched to TD Jakes. When TD came on, Apostle looked at me and he said, You have changed now. When the woman was preaching, your face was very straight. When TDJs came, you are now you are now alive. <laughs> you know, I I I there's something about women preaching and shouting. When a man preaches and shouts, it's okay. When a woman is preaching and shouting, I I there's there's something personal. I, I have something personal about it. Yeah, no. When a woman is preaching, you shouldn't shout. We are not your children. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> don't don't come and say you're under the spirit. No, you are not, not under the spirit. You are shouting. A man shouting is okay, but a woman shouting is not okay. Yeah. Ah. He said, when the lady was on, you were quiet. But, look, TDJs came and you are alive. It's true because when she came, out, what's, I say, what is, what is all of that? A woman should be a lady. A woman should, should you know, woman should be soft and nice and sweet and. Oh praise the Lord hallelujah oh yeah and ladies shouldn't be God God no it's less attractive yeah ladies are supposed to be nice and sweet and gentle hmm. see so if you're a woman preacher and you shout please stop shouting it makes you a, a fearful human being hallelujah so your name, your sex and your tribe or your race your race I know people go to a church because the pastor is an Indian and I know people go to the church because the pastor is an African Guyana is very segregated just like America depending on the race of the pastor the church is filled with more of the pastor's race. Yeah. There's just a few, who, a few churches where you see that the pastor is, is, is a black, is a negro guy and the church is more than half uh, colored people or Indians. Yeah. <laughs> there is. People will receive from you whether you are a black man or not. They will receive from you whether you are Indian or not. They, they look at your race to receive from you. But you see, if you do that, you miss, you miss the anointing. You miss the anointing. You miss it. People missed the greatest anointing that ever walked on the surface of the earth Jesus in his own country. Because they knew him. Because he was a carpenter's son. Because he was Mary's boy. You know when he used to come and pick up their furniture and repair it and bring it back. And now he comes and says, he's what? He's who? He's what? I remember when I, I, we did a march, march for Jesus, 2006, it was successful. Then 2007, it didn't work at all. And then a pastor met me when I was dropping my child to school. And he said, uh, you know what, I should come and then, you know, see him. Or he's going to have breakfast with one, one, one apostle and that I should come. He'll build bridges for me. Yeah, the pastor told me that as you come he will build bridges for me so I was surprised because I never spoiled or destroyed any bridge in my life I, (laughs) I came to realize later that because of the march for Jesus that I spearheaded the organization of I have made myself enemies in Guyana So I refused the offer to go and have breakfast with him and another apostle, a very known guy. And then after a few persuasions, I went to see him in his office. He blasted me like I was a son. I tell you, that is what made me go into the ground and die. From that moment I said, me organizing something for Guyana, I didn't come here to save Guyana. That was the the, the season when I I realized that many men of God in Guyana didn't like me because they felt that I'm I'm an outsider, I'm a new person who has come from Africa. The guy told me in his office that we Africans, we are disrespectful. That you can go to somebody's country and just do things like that. I was flabbergasted. Because he used to be the March for Jesus organizer here in Guyana. And it failed. It failed. So when we continue to organize it the, the, the next year, 2007, the pastors called him because it's like 2006 and now it's 2007. This has become a routine. It's become an, an, almost like an every year thing. Are you involved? He told everybody about whatever he had to tell them. Nobody came for the match. I tell you. He told me we had about just 100 people. The first one in 2006, we had about 3,000. It was big. By the time we walked from the Cultural Center Tarmac to go around Sheriff Street all the way down to the Parliament Office, Debon Street to come back to the, the, the Tarmac of the Cultural Center, it was night. We thought we were going to do about two hours. Oh, Lord. We organized it. And that's when people started cutting off my legs. He told me. He said the 2007 one, he was driving behind watching. He was mocking me because he had single-handedly sabotaged the match and he came that day to see what was happening. And indeed, when he came, it was, it was like a joke. And he was the one who orchestrated all of that. I went to see him one day after all of this. I forgave him of his sins. I went to see him one day with my books in the trunk of my car. He was building his church. He said he, the, the land is he and his wife who bought it for the church. I said, any person who buys a land by himself or the church there's something wrong the, you can't be more richer than the church you can't be more rich than God how can you buy a land and build a church for God, you and your wife you don't have anybody to give money in the church that's why should I say it again you don't have anybody to give money that's why you and your wife find any money to buy land and build a church and the church, I bet you that if you don't take care, the land and everything will be in the name of him and his wife because it's their property not for the church. He was under construction. A space that he told me can can sit three hundred people. I said it's not true. He did a square square area, square area, and he said every person uh, will, will, will occupy this. I said it's not true. The space I saw and the space of, of my church then in East Penitence, my church in East Penitence, which hardly can sit three hundred people, was far bigger than that space he had. He was arguing with me that that place can sit 300. If you should look at the service on Facebook. God have mercy. You can easily laugh and mock at him too. Yeah. I, I, I sat down, took out my pastor's books. I said, church growth, mega church. Catch the anointing. lay people in the ministry. He looked at them, looked at them, looked at them. looked through all of it. Then he said, Not, none, none of it interests him. As you are buying the Macarius, you have the Macarius in the house. He didn't buy even one. Tell me you build bridges for me. Yeah. Years later, we met at Success Elementary School. We, our children used to go to that same school. And then he came to sit in my car one day and he heard, I was playing a, a message by, a video by um, my pastor. One of the Iron Sharpenet Ion conferences there. He said, man, why you, you only get a thing you share with nobody? <laughs> I said, no problem. He said, man, you should, you should give me some, man, let me also watch some. I said, no problem. I forgot a few weeks, and then he was on my case. So one day, I, I remembered, and those were the days where you, should, you could copy these CDs and DVDs, right? So I had a, 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 a rewriter or something like that in my house. And so DVR, I burned one of the DVDs on Iron Sharpenet Iron. The conference, the theme was the foundations of ministry. So I burn it and I gave it to him. A week later he told me why did I give him a new converts, a new converts message. He said the message was for early Christians, new converts. Kinder, kindergarten, kindergarten. I'm sure he was expecting some shouting, preaching and some things. That's probably what he was expecting. Yeah iron sharpened, iron conference that thousands and thousands of people came from all over the world to hear my pastor preach foundations of ministry if only you listen to it carefully you see that your foundation is a bad foundation. You, foundation you don't even have any foundation he's a pastor who one day he was preaching in his church where his church is, teams went to the church took off his ring and his gold chain, and they ran away <laughs> because when he's preaching he has gold around him fat gold ring fat goche. He was preaching on stage. And thieves enter the church. For thief to, can you think a thief can enter here and come and take my che for me?
0: <laughs> no,
1: no, 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 it can't happen. One day, one day um, mommy, you know, mommy usually goes. So she went home. And then she called me and said that she hears some people at the back of her house. You know, no, Normally, when she tells me those things, I just... Because you know women, every little sound, they say something. So the she says something, I don't mind her. So she kept harassing my phone. She hear people talking and moving at the back of our house. There's a big alleyway between the, uh, uh, the, uh, our house and the house behind us. So I called Goldie. Kaka was also in aha. And then we went, we went to the house. When we were turning the corner to the house, we saw a who is that? It's who? We saw some two guys coming out from that passage, the alleyway. And go, what's Goody? Goody, come, Gody, come, 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 down. come, 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 come
0: when you get it old or what you can't run <laughs>
1: so this is my assistant uh, uh, head usher so I called him if I do have a problem I call him <laughs> so I took him with the head usher and went to the house and then when we saw the two guys we stopped the car and we jumped up and he went to collect them he threw him into the van. <laughs> because the question was, what are you doing at the back of a house at midnight? They said they, they work in the area and they are going home. They were sorry. We gave them a few lashes and we took them to the police station we told them the vehicle we saw the vehicle removed because I went for inspector it's commander commander V <laughs> yeah you think you can walk into the church come all the way from the back come to the stage and snatch my gold ring and take off my gold chain it got to be a short distance and it got to be that nobody was in the church it was in the newspaper it came in the newspaper and you see he was surprised because where his church is at Even though the place is uh, very bad, they have teeth and all of that. They know him. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Godi. He has a gun. You know, be careful of him. Uh, He's a licensed firearm holder. Big gun, the one you see, Mohammed people they carry. He has one. He he, he has two. Okay. He press it and it gets small. He puts it in his pocket. (laughs) So be careful. (laughs) You can press it and it gets big. Uh, uh, So please don't don't let him rough you. If you if you if you if you misbehave, he will he will send you to the back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Your race. He said, I'm an African. I've come here. And I've come to, I'm trying to come and what? What am I trying to do here? What am I trying to say? In fact, he said, I, I, I saw one of your, your apostles' books, Ministerial Ethics. You don't read the book or what? That day in his office, it wasn't easy for me. I was so surprised the man had the audacity and authority. Of course, he's Guyanese and I'm not Guyanese. So I have come into his space to try and change the country when he is here. If God wants to change the country, it is through him that the country will be changed, not through really me, a foreigner. And that is the same response you even get with the Give Thyself Holy Association. People ask, who is he? I don't know him. Collins? It's not Collins, it's Collins. <laughs> Collins? <laughs> yeah. See for care. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Call us Asabere Asabre. 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 Asabere 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 <laughs> Asabere My son they Asabere is cool Asbury. Asbury. I went to a place The lady I think there was something about my name or something um, she saw my ID card and she said, "Victor Collins and a fancy name." I said, "Yes, and a fancy name." <laughs> Victor Collins and fancy name. Yeah, it's all right. Don't worry yourself. <laughs> yeah, the name can put people off. They can say, "No, no, no, no." I can tell you, he's not Guyanese. Asbre, not Guyanese, and not uh, somebody who's not Guyanese is forming a passes association. Never. Never. He's a foreigner. I don't, know, I don't know what spirit he's bringing here. Hallelujah. Nationality. We spoke about that. There are barriers. The apostle said that I, when I came to you, I could not speak to you as spiritual. You remember that? He said, but as carnal. People are carnal because they don't discern spiritually what God is doing. Jesus said it to the Jews. He said, Jerusalem, 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 you who kill the prophets that I sent to you. He says, you will never see me until you say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Because it's like if you are coming in the name of the Lord, you must be known everything that we expect that you should come with, you should come with that. Otherwise, no matter what you carry, we don't want it. You see, I, I, I met a pastor in Trinidad a few years ago. He told me that he normally comes to Guyana to do ministry. And when I've not come to understand what people mean when they say that, I come to Guyana to do ministry. And so lo and behold, I was here one day when I got a call that he's in town. Or oh, I think I got a message from Trinidad that he's in town. So I tried to trace him. When I called, the pastor who picked up told me that he's sleeping. It's a church that, you don't, I don't think you, it has a name. How I see him in Trinidad and where he said he came to do ministry, I, I, I couldn't, it, it, to me, it was like a puzzle. Then he, the ministry that he came to do, he, he, he brought school bags, pencils, exercise books. Because Guyana is poor, so they are coming for a trader to come and give us exercise books and pencil and pen. That is what he called ministry in Guyana. And that's how many people do when they come here. They come to give us books, pens, and things from all these places. It's like there are some poor people who are who are destitute and are in need here. And they call it ministry. And they said that some of us churches too, we also open up to them. You call the children in the area who are not part of the church to come and receive toys. Yes. People like that because they see us as poor people and so they come to just dump some things on us. From Trinidad. He says he's come to do ministry in Guyana. I thought he comes to do convention, some camp or something. He comes to give exercise books from Trinidad. Not even America. I didn't see in America I say, this is American exercise book so please give it to me. He passed on to me because I like to write in an American slice book. Trinidad, oh, we take Trinidad, we bring it to Guyana, it will just be kitty. <laughs> kitty, 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 he is big. Kitty, 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 kitty. Yeah, then I, then I was wondering, what, what I mean, how. How do people see others when they come around? Is it because of, is it because of the physical things they have to give that people welcome people? Why, why people are too calm? When you come spiritually? No, no, no. That is why when Angel Gabriel, <laughs> it's Angel Gabriel, when he went to Zachariah and he told him that, yeah, Gabriel, right? He said, your wife Elizabeth will get pregnant. Give it to me. Look chapter one. Zachariah said, "M M M M M M M M M M." Then Gabriel said, "You know who is me? It's yes, Papi. You know who is me? When <laughs> he was, he was on the road with his wife." <laughs> and his wife, I think, wanted to buy some food at Starbrook Market for him or something. He got vexed. He has a woman. You know who is me? <laughs> I said, I said, I said, man of God. But <laughs> Gabriel said it. What's the scripture? Do you know what I'm looking for? Luke chapter 1, verse. Who is that? Who is is on the driving seat? Luke 131, Bible school students. Luke 131? No. Zachariah, Zachariah, Zachariah. You see, you you are like a parrot. You are not watching what the people are telling you. Luke chapter 1, when When uh, Zechariah met, uh, uh, Gabriel met Zechariah in the temple. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and me girlfriend, me wife. Me wife is well stricken in years that's a way of saying that he owed, he owed Giza. <laughs> it's not Keralese Bible, so you don't, know, you know, but it was Keralese Bible Say, a e, new wife is an old Giza. <laughs> oh, lady, lady. 19. So, he provoked Gabriel because he failed to recognize who was speaking to him. So Gabriel he said, and the angel answering said unto him, "Let me read to you my credentials. I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God. You hear what I tell you? I am Gabriel." Who stands in the presence of God? And I'm sent to speak unto thee to show thee these glad tidings. What you devil? You know who is me? The barrier is too much. The doubt, the skepticism, the suspicions, the doubts. Can people's age? People's gender, people's color, people's nationality, people's names. It prevents you from receiving what God has purpose for you. It's natural. You see, a stranger, you say, Who's that? No, 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 no. If you go to somebody's house, you say, "Is I. They come out and look at you. What oh, one? Uh, some of the people hear my, my 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 what my accent. You not know from here, so I'm from where? <laughs> I'm from here. So they ask you where are you from? I said Georgetown. I said no 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 I don't mean which country. I said Georgetown. They say you sound like an African. I said really a lot of people say that. <laughs> I said you 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 African. You live then they'll say, you lived abroad. I say, yeah. yeah. I born Guyanese, but I live abroad for many years. I come back home for live now. <laughs> if you ever encounter real estate agents, as I have encountered them, and I still encounter them. They will ask you things that you get annoyed. I went somewhere looking at some properties and the owner of the place said if I'm interested she's giving me a form to fill and then and there are other people who are also filling the form and when all the forms come together then she will do the selection. Shortlisting for a property. So I said what are you looking for? So you, you feel the form. When I look at the form, it's said like the, the, the people they want your your life history. I said, this is not even a mortgage or anything. You want to know I'm a business? And then when you don't give the, the place to me, then you have all my information wherever you have it. So sometimes when I go to places, people say, What do you do? I say, I'm a businessman. They say, what business? I say, I buy and sell. They say, what? I say, phones. (laughs) Phone cards. cards. Now, I've learned in Guyana not to give people the right information. Because people like TAC. Have you realized that if you are traveling and they ask you for your address, you give them any address, they will never find out? Yeah. If you give them the right address, you are... It's possible the thieves will follow you to your house. It happens in Guyana. I hardly give people my real address. I hardly. Why you won't know me business? That's how I operate. Address? I live in Parika. Lot four. Who moved down Parika? I'm coming to this office to come and uh, uh, inquire about something. I have to give you my name, my ID card, and then my address. What is that for? What is all of that for? If there's a problem, then okay, you come and find me. All right, let's see how many people you can find in Guyana. <laughs> if you criminals, they can't find. It depends on who I'm talking to. What do you do? I say I'm, I'm, a, self, I'm, I'm a self-employed. So so what do you do? So I I have a dredge, I, I mine gold. Yeah. Hardly will I tell people I'm a pastor. But people some people see it. When they say, he's a pastor? I said, do I smell like one? Then I, I I'll i I'll, I'll relax. But people who was it, so who are you? What do you do? And all of that. I'm just wondering, why do you know what I do? Offer me the thing. Let us agree. I said, okay, you want to rent me an apartment. Okay, let me go and see the apartment. You said, no, I should tell you what I do first. I said, but I I have not even seen the apartment, whether I like it. Why should I tell you what I do? It's when I say I like it, then it's okay if you like it. These are the terms and conditions. Not when I want to go and see it. I want to go and see it too. I should tell you the work I do. What What would that do about what coming to see the place. It's fantastic. So I have learned in Guyana to really live with wisdom. Wise as a spirit, gentle as a dove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when we were building the office block here, I was here the people, ADC people came and I said, where's my permit? I said, who builds things in Guyana with a permit? You should ask them, how many people build things with permit in Guyana? Go to the squatting areas. They build houses with air conditioning inside. They don't have permit. They don't have even transport. Yes. They carry on the dam. Where the excavator is supposed to use to dig out and clean the canal. People have built houses there with air conditioning. They don't have a house lot. They have electricity. Big houses. Yeah. Yeah, they have a titan on the dam. ninth clubs on the dam. Internet on the dam, but you can't get internet in your house. Then when I'm building a church, you come here to come and tell me, where is my permit? I said, my permit comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. It's just because of procedures that we apply for a permit, but As I'm applying for permit, I'm already finishing the building. If you like, don't give it to me. I've finished. (laughs) Come and break it down. Because when when the application comes to you, I have to be running behind you for months. Stressful. So the guy came. He said, permit, permit. I told the NDC girl, I said, you know, because I was trying to do the plan with an NDC girl. So I said, you know, that girl is not doing my plan, you know. For two years now, she won't draw me plan for me. He said, yeah, 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 pastor, pastor, I can talk to she. I said, you know what, so let me do it. And I said, yeah, man, you I must come to the office. I said, no problem, I'm going to come.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> it's now that I've sent them the plan and then they are, they are processing it. When I sent the first plan, they said, I didn't give them the measurement from the Macario's house to the cathedral, so I should go and do it again. Then when I gave them, I said, oh, I didn't give them the measurement from here to the office block. And every time I print the, the, the plan, it's $12,000 for the whole plan. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be wise in Guyana, I tell you. I don't tell people what I do. If you find out, that's fine. If my I, if I spirit take you, I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what I do. Otherwise, oh, this, that, that. oh, no problem. No problem. You'll yeah. cry. Recently, I met a guy and he said, you work at the embassy? I said, yes. As a Suriname, or I uh, said, no, British Embassy, not Suriname, British Embassy, British High Commissioner. I'm the British High Commissioner to Guyana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you want to know, I will give you to know. You like talk, you like my people's business. Can you believe that if I'm telling everybody what I do, where I live, what I do, I'll, I'll be a public man? Anybody who know something? Yeah. What are you going to do with it? If I tell it to you, tell you where? Yeah, Even my church members, many people don't even know where I live. Yeah, many church members don't even know where I live. Why do you know where I live? Why do you know where I live? You don't mind me business? I's a big man, you know. You, know my, you have my big man business. <laughs> yeah, There's a lot of things I don't let church members know. Because it's it's not important. What is important is the spiritual relationship we have and ministering to you. You don't have to know where I live, the kind of house I live in, whether there's toilet or not, whether there's swimming pool or not. That has nothing to do with ministering to you and laying my hands on you. Because some of you, when you come to my house, you talk. You're going to talk. Yeah, you talk bad. So I want to save you from curses. See what the man of God has and talking about it. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, the man of God that God presents to you, you have to take away all the barriers so you can receive. Amen. Let's stand, please.
0: We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592. 592- two two five six seven six zero or email us at shepherdhouse gy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org org God richly bless you.